Hello and welcome to another episode of the Burt's Books podcast. I am a little bit overwhelmed at the moment. Uh, if you haven't seen, uh, I did promise you some news, so hopefully you were looking out for it. On Twitter yesterday, Friday, uh, so today is Saturday the 12th of February, and on Friday the 11th of February, I announced that I have finally got the keys to my very own bookshop. I will be opening up Burt's Books uh, in Swindon's Old Town very, very soon. It's a very long story as to how it's all come about, but basically I found the shop that I'm moving into in September of last year and it's been discussions and emails and telephone calls back and forth about trying to get hold of it and finally have got it. I'm now waiting for a date as to when the shop fitters can get in and we can set it, start setting it all up but I'm hoping it will be very very soon. I will, of course, be telling you more about it as the weeks go on. Uh, But I'm not just here to tell you about my bookshop. I'm here to tell you about books. And I have still been reading. I have read this week, I say this week, I've been reading in the last couple of days, The Rising Tide by Sam Lloyd. And I'll be telling you a bit more about that after this music. I read The Memory Wood way back, maybe two years ago, three years ago, when it first came out in hardback. I think maybe even it was a proof that I read. And it was one that I was reading for the bundles. And I I did put it in the bundles. It was a great, great read. It was about um, a missing girl and there was sort of this sort of weird chess mind palace thing going on because she was being held captive somewhere. And it was really sort of something a bit different uh, in the sort of thriller world and so Sam Lloyd the author of The Memory Wood was sort of on my list then of people to look out for to find what they were going to do next. The Rising Tide was released in hardback in July last year 2021 and I have only just, I'm afraid, gotten around to reading it as it comes out in paperback this month. It's, well, I was sort of expecting, I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I was thinking of something a bit like Memory Wood, where things are not necessarily as they seem. So that's kind of where, what I was had my eye out for as I went into this. Let me read you the blurb and then I'll tell you a bit more about it. Lucy has everything she could wish for. A beautiful home high on the clifftops above the Devon coast, a devoted husband and two beloved children. Then, one morning, time stops. Their family yacht is recovered, abandoned far out at sea. Lucy's husband is nowhere to be found and as the seconds tick by, she begins to wonder, what if he was the one who took the boat? And if so... Where is he now? As a a once-in-a-generation storm frustrates the rescue operation, Lucy pieces together what happened on board, and then she makes a fresh discovery, one that plunges her into a nightmare more shocking than any she could have ever imagined. So I'm going to try and be a little bit careful about how I describe this book, I think, because I don't want to reveal too much but I do want to tell you 
a bit about how about what happens. Uh, so Lucy is our main character. We see pretty much everything from her point of view, and the setup of this is that she's with Daniel, her husband. They have a young son together. Um, Ben, I want to say, I Finn, sorry, Finn, his name was, and Billy, that's their daughter, or rather that's Lucy's daughter. She is 16, 17 years old, and she is a product of a relationship that Lucy had many years before, before she met Daniel. She has had a bit of a life, and she left home, she went to London, she was a bit promiscuous, she is not altogether clear as to who is Billy's father. And then she went to Spain, had some time out there, and finally ended up back in her home on the coast. And that's when she met Daniel and kind of settled down. And now they've rebuilt this home on the clifftops, where it's supposedly sort of the place where women were hanged, witches were hanged, people were, you know, punishments were doled out in this spot. So they've built a home up there. And down in the town, they've got this, I guess it's like a bar, cafe kind of community centre that they run. And they are sort of central parts of the town. The story starts out when she, Lucy, has found something at home. She's looking through the finances. Something has gone terribly wrong with her husband's business. And she's looking through the finances, a bit shocked by what she's found when there's a knock at the door. And it is one of the people that works for them, Bibi, I think. There's, there's a few names in this, actually, that are all quite similar of, of each other. So there's a Bibi, and there's a B, and then there's Billy, who is the daughter. So it's B who turns up at the house. And she tells... Lucy, that um, their boat has been found sort of marooned out at sea and no sign of Daniel, who has obviously gone out on it. Uh, so there's a sort of search and rescue is, is started. And this is where I'm going to tell you something that isn't in the blurb, but you do find it out quite early on. It becomes clear that Finn, their six, seven-year-old son, is on the boat with Daniel, or was on the boat with Daniel. But the boat is now back in harbour, and there's no one there. So they're in the water somewhere. Lucy joins the people going out to look for them. She takes her ex out, who's a lifeguard. He goes out with her, and they're trying to find them. And then Daniel is pulled from the sea. And he is taken to hospital and he relays quite a shocking message. He's frantic. He's thrashing about on the bed and he says, tell her she's got what's coming to her. So this is something that Lucy's unaware of. She doesn't know what Daniel's done. And it's not clear to us why he's done it. There's another character that we see from the viewpoint of uh, Abraham, who is a detective. And he is the kind... He's basically there to investigate what's going on. And he starts with 
Daniel whilst Lucy's out searching for their son. And you kind of flip between the two of them, Abraham and, and Lucy, as the story starts to unwind. It seems to be quite a run-of-the-mill thriller. And I was a little disappointed as I was reading it that this is where it was going because the memory wood was so unique. There was something a little extra to it that I, um, that I enjoyed. So I, perhaps I went into this with ideas of what was gonna like be happening. I was expecting like a major twist or some big thing that had never been done before. You don't get that. But there are, as it is a thriller, there are plenty of twists and turns as the events unfold across about a week. Uh, the, the blurb references a big storm and there is a big storm which kind of stops them from looking for um, the, the Finn, the child. But we, we, it, we don't sort of see a lot of that storm. It doesn't feel like it's very atmospheric in that sense because we're so inside Lucy's head and the storm is just not important to her. She just needs to get out and find her family and, and work out what is going on. There's a, quite a, an array of characters I've already referenced. There's a few with similar names, but there's Nick as well, who is the um, uh, business partner of Daniel. There's something going on with the business as well, so there's there's so there's that. There's Lucy's ex, he's hanging around. There's B, who is working at the um, at the bar that they run, along with her new boyfriend. There's the TV reporter who sort of catches Abraham Rose's eye. I thought more was going to happen with her, but she kind of drifts away from the story. Uh, and at the same time, we've got Abraham, who is having his own little story. He's very ill. He's got cancer. He's going to die. And he's struggling to reconcile his faith with that and with the events of what's happening. So there's quite a lot going on. And it's really readable. So despite what I said about it not having this big sort of unique thing that I was expecting... It was still really readable. I still really enjoyed it. And I was sort of waiting to find the time to read again. One of the things I like about it is it's obviously... I mean, it's split into chapters, which is, is nothing new. Uh, but within those chapters, they are then split again. So, for instance, chapter five, which I'm looking at now, that's when we first meet Abraham, that's split into five sub-chapters. And it kind of... I don't know, it keeps things going, it keeps the pace of things going, and it makes you intrigued to read more. Also, I've just remembered as well, that between the chapters, there are these little bits in, it in italics, where uh, we're sort of being told from the point of view of, uh, like, Daniel, what's happening, and... Um, so this is sort of like a, a, a letter or an email address to Lucy that is explaining 
why what's being done is being done. So that's really interesting as well. So you kind of get these viewpoints, but you don't know which ones you can trust. And yeah, it's, I would say, eminently readable. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to leave it there, I think, because it's one of those ones that you run into the danger of talking too much about. So I'll leave it there. The Rising Tide by Sam Lloyd. It's available to order at burtsbooks.co.uk right now. So that is The Rising Tide by Sam Lloyd. It's available to order right now at burtsbooks.co.uk. And I would say thank you very much for listening to me waffle on. And please, if you can... Um, please help support me in uh, launching my bookshop. It's, uh, it's it's a tricky one. I've got the money to set the bookshop up, um, but it needs to start making money straight away as soon as it does. So any little bit of money, pound, two pound, here or there, that you can s- donate, then that would be very useful because it will help pay my wages for the first year and then it's not as important that it, it makes money straight away and I can invest properly, I can make sure I've got the right staffing levels, I can pay my staff, all of these things, very, very important. And obviously I want to pay them the, the living wage as well, which um, I will be doing. Uh, regardless of whether or not I can afford to pay myself the living wage, my employees will be getting it. Um, Because it's important to start out as uh, ethically as you want to end up. It's all very well and good uh, trying to do it when you've got loads of money in the bank. But actually, um, if you don't start out that way, you run the risk of not ending up that way. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make a really nice bookshop for Swindon, a really good part of the community and I would love your help in doing that. You can visit gofundme.com forward slash build a bookshop, there's uh, hyphens between build a bookshop, Um, or find me on Twitter uh, at Burt's Books, you can donate via there as well, there's a little tip button that you can give me as well um so do please if you can but also do contact me email me but at burtsbooks.co.uk or as i said find me on twitter and let me know about books that you're reading books that you're enjoying and um tell me if you're excited to come visit the bookshop because i'm really excited to see you there um i'm i'm looking forward to it i will be over the next few weeks posting little bits and pieces about the shop, secrets um, that I haven't told anyone yet, little clips of what it might be looking like. I'll start to take images of it as it starts to get built so you can see it. The only thing I have revealed so far is that there might be a book ladder. So uh, that is an exciting thing. Um, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much for listening to me. Do remember to rate, review and subscribe. That way you will A, never miss an episode, but B, you will always be up to date on the latest bookshop news. Um, Not that you will miss it because I will be banging on about it for now and forever. Um, I will speak to you all very, very soon. Keep reading.